Fade in. Exterior, a redwood forest. Twilight. Full moon rising between trees, green city limit sign next to dark highway. Dissolve to, sign, white block letters. Arcadia, California, population 16,179. Freeze frame. Superimpose, episode 19, Iris in. Do you mind if I record? Of course, dear. This is, uh... Where did you say you got this book? At the house? In the attic. This book? This copy? Uh, yeah. In one of the boxes up there. Is there something wrong with it? Not as such. Well, I suppose where you found it matters less than you did. You said you needed my help with something, young man. Given that you already have this book, I assume you aren't looking for further reading material. No, yeah, I I don't need more books. I still have the other ones I checked out to finish. But I had some questions about this one, and I thought you might know. I mean, I haven't read it completely, just kind of flipped through it, but from what I can tell, it's about the missing kids, and it seems like it's saying that they... It, um said that they were... And you want to know if the author is telling the truth? Um, well, yeah, I guess. You guess? If that wasn't what you were after, you should speak up. It's important to say what you mean and say it clearly. Yes, I wanted to know if what they're saying is what really happened. If I told you it was, would you accept my word as an authority? I mean, you're the head librarian. And president of the Historical Society, I figure if anyone knows about Arcadia, it would be you. And what if I said it were false? Or that this book was a story, a sensationalised interpretation of something outside the author's understanding? Um, I... that's kind of what I thought. I mean, it would make sense. It's kind of unbelievable, right? It's just that there's been a lot of weird stuff happening to me lately since we moved here, and the book says, I guess I was just hoping you might know. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be wasting your time with this. I'll take the book back to the house. Thank you for- Have you shown it to anyone else? What? Have you shown anyone else the book? Does anyone know you found it, found this one? No. Good. You should keep it that way. Why? Isn't it obvious? If you have not already realised that words contain power, and written words restrain and focus that power, I'm not sure that anything I say will be of any use to you. So, it's true what's in the book? Here, take it back to the Falconer House, and in future, refrain from giving your secrets away for free. Knowledge is as powerful as words, And often worth near as much. But is... I want to know. Yes, well, I want to know a great many things myself. Goodbye, young man. What the hell? She was practically falling over herself to talk to me before, and now she won't even give me the time of day? Okay, this book is important. I mean... I knew that, given the way Sai was when he gave it to me, given everything. Did he really mean it when he said I shouldn't come back to the theater? 
It was weird. I mean, more weird. He seemed like he was happy to have me there before, him and Mrs. McCleary both. Now they can't wait to get rid of me. But the way she was talking about it, this book, where did I find this one? I have no idea what that means, or how I'd find out. What I need to do is sit down and really read it, not just skim. I guess I probably should have done that first, before going to the library. I just didn't have time. I got home so late last night and then school, and... God, I'm tired. I wish... I don't know. I just wish things could go back to being as boring as they were when we first got here. Oh, hey, Will! Will! Hang on, I wanted... I know he heard me. That's weird. Where is he? Hey, Will! Wait up! He... Okay. Well, I guess he doesn't want to talk to me either. That's fine. Sure, he probably had something important to do. I didn't really have time to hang out or anything anyway. I need to figure out what's going on with this book. I just... We haven't talked since last week, and he barely gave me the time of day then. Maybe I did something. Maybe I offended him, said something wrong, or accidentally broke a rule. That could be why Sai, Mrs. McCleary, now Will... I wish I could ask Mom how I screwed up. She'd know. Monday, May 25th, 2009. I haven't done any writing lately. I haven't even made notes about the film, I'm just having a really hard time focusing on fiction. It was coming to me so easily before, but now I just feel distracted all- Hey, Leah! Over here! Hey, thanks for hanging out. The weekend was really weird, and I just wanted to sort of- What's wrong? Fuck this town. Ah, so the usual? Fuck this town. And fuck its petty, small-minded girls who are one dye job and a pair of mom jeans away from a lifetime of multi-level marketing parties and day drinking. Okay. Did something happen? Jessica asked me if I have to always dress like I'm going to a funeral. Apparently, it's depressing to look at me, and it's also totally the reason why not a single person is even talking about asking me to prom. It's not like I care, okay? I dress for me, not for a bunch of self-absorbed plastic people. And I'm not interested in buying into the whole thing that is prom. Like, why would I want to hang out in the gym in some dress, pretending like I'm in a teen movie? I can't imagine anything more boring. So I, I don't want to get asked or anything, but it sort of sucks that no one's going to. Just because... Just to say I had the experience. Like anthropology or something. Nico. Nico! What? Oh, yeah, sorry. Prom. Yeah, I don't think I want to go either, unless Elliot says something. But hey, have you talked to Will lately? He's been really weird around me, and- Are you even listening to me? Yeah, totally, I was. I just- Sorry, but I've been really worried about what's up with Will. Oh. Oh, he, um, he seemed fine to me. 
Oh. Anyway, Jessica is worse than Cameron, and he's a complete shithead. I bet their parents are just like them, too. God, I bet they live in one of those hundred-year-old houses, too, but they knock down a bunch of walls, and they put in white carpet and faux granite countertops, and they have someone who comes and cleans it twice a week, who they say is totally just like family. God, I hate the suburban middle class. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Prom isn't even that big a deal. It's a high school dance. The only ones who care about it are people who peaked in high school. The ones who talk about this like the best years of their lives. It's so stupid. They're just trying to make me jealous. Nico! Yep. You don't care about what I'm saying at all, do you? You're not even listening. I am. I, I mean, I'm trying. I know you're upset, but Will... Are you sure you don't know what's going on? Did he say anything about me doing something wrong? God damn it, Nico. I am right here telling you about my problems right now. And you can't even listen to me for five damn minutes. I'm sorry, Leah. I am. You're just... You don't care about that stuff. You've said that a million times. Prom is a stupid, degrading mating ritual, remember? I get that Jessica is awful, but I mean, it's not like you actually were thinking about going to the dance, and Will basically turned and ran last time I saw him, and- I can't believe you. I really can't. You are so self-centered. It's always about you. What you're thinking, why people are avoiding you, your movie. You don't have time to listen to anything that's going on with me because it might take time away from that in-depth analysis of every deeply interesting thought that passes through your head. It's not like that at all. I listen to you. I worry about you, too. It's just that right now, Will... It's just that you don't have time for this today. Time for me today. Well, fine. Fine, I won't make you deal with my issues. You have such very important issues to deal with. I'll take my stupid, petty little problems somewhere else. That wasn't great. It's not that I don't have time for her. I do. It's just... And I wasn't making things about me. I was trying to talk about Will. It's basically the opposite of selfish to be worried about a friend. But she's right. She was here, and she was telling me something was wrong. I should have been paying attention to that, not worrying about someone else even if I am worried about him. I should apologize. I will. Later. Though she'll be okay for a couple of days. When stuff with Will is better, the three of us can do something. It'll be fine. Monday, May 25th, 2009. I've started reading the book. Actually reading, not just skimming. It's... There's a lot here. I'm still trying to figure out why this book is special. I even checked the binding and spine and everything to see if maybe there was something hidden in it. Hey, if this were a movie, it would have been, but there wasn't. Just a book plate on the inside, some syllabary marks in Cyrus's name. I haven't looked the marks up yet because I'm still too... There's so much information here in English. The book was written by Scott Baldwin. The name seemed familiar when I read it. I mean, obviously it's Elliot's family, but I felt like I'd seen it somewhere else, so I went back and looked through everything. It's not from the library books. It's from Lyndon's journal. Scott, his friend that was so good with the syllabary. 
yeah, sure, it's possible this is another Scott. Lyndon never mentions his last name, but I cross-checked it. One of the library books has this Arcadia family tree. Family's tree, I guess. It's not great. A lot of the families just have the far-back ancestors on it, and some of the newer ones are overlooked. Aunt Delphine isn't on there, for example, but the Baldwin one is pretty well filled out. Scott is the brother of Harris, who's Elliot and Trey's dad. So, I know who wrote this. I just don't know why that matters. Actually, I did wonder why they left Delphine and her brother off the Falconer branch, though. Mom and Lyndon are on it, but they aren't. I think she's about Mom's age, maybe a little younger. The only Delphine and Deacon they have listed is the one several generations back whose pictures are in the attic, but who's left off the tree doesn't really matter right now, because Scott Baldwin is on it, and he's the one who wrote this book. It's really straightforward, the book, how he says things, compared to everything else I've read so far, especially compared to how everyone talks. He explains the bargain, how it was made. And it's interesting. No, interesting isn't the right word. It's upsetting. He says, He says that they offered to trade, that the founders wanted to, that they wanted to make sure the town would be safe and prosperous, that to make it a good place for families, to raise kids. But that was a big thing to make a bargain about, so it had a high price. That they said they could promise that, but, um, but it would be expensive. So they, They agreed to. What the book says is that the Falconers traded their children for Arcadia. Okay, so what it actually says is a little more complicated. The original bargain Mordecai and Sabine Falconer made is that in exchange for Arcadia's safety and prosperity, they would let the people borrow their children. That's how he writes about it, borrow. That they could have two children, one girl and one boy, and they, the children, would be theirs, the people's, for a while. And then, when the time came, they would exchange those kids for new ones. And what the author says is that the kids who disappeared were the ones that belonged to the people, that were the payment for the bargain, for keeping it going. And see, I guess that's why this is actually kind of weird, Like, the kind of weird where no matter how implausible it sounds, it actually is kind of possible, because those kids did disappear. There's proof of that. It's not just a myth or a legend, and they've kept disappearing up through the 90s. So it could be true. I just... Weird things have been happening to me, and they keep happening. I want to talk to someone about it. Talk to anyone, really. Huh? Who's there? Nika. What? Um, who? The deal was struck with Falcon's blood. Are you... Mom? Leah? Are you... The door is open. Nika. I'm really hearing this, I think. Come and meet us. Where? The door is open. The salt is spilled. 
really hearing this. We are Upstairs. Linda's room. The door is open. I probably shouldn't go in there. I for sure shouldn't. If this were a movie, that would be where the portal to hell or the cursed book or whatever is, and I'd be the guy the audience makes fun of for just charging in, picking it up, and unleashing the evil force into the world. So I shouldn't go in. But this isn't a movie. Hello? The room looks empty. Are you... Um... I'm here? Okay, I'm outside the actual room, but that's basically the same thing, I think. Hello? Fuck it. I'll be the guy. Alright, I'm here. Who are you, really? Hello, Nico. We have been waiting to meet you for a very long time. Smash cut. Black screen. Over black, roll credits. Nico McCleary is played by M. German. Leah Webster is played by Gwen. Mrs. McCleary is played by Lilf. Additional voices provided by Vic Collins. Arcadia, California is a production of Law of Names Media. It is written and directed by Lee Seguente and edited by Eric Seguente. More information about the show and its cast can be found in the episode notes or at arcadiacalifornia.lawofnames.com Fade 